On today's podcast, we talk about farm work on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me take, let me try. Okay, today's podcast, we talk about work here on the farm, visitors and friends, a little bit about my book, even though it's got nothing to do with Italy, and listener email. Welcome to the Tuto Dopio podcast, the show about an American couple totally in love who unplugged and uprooted and left the heartland of America for a teeny tiny farm in rural Italy. It's an adventure, and we are so happy to have you along with us. Today is Saturday, May 23rd, 2015. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast. I'm your co-host, Bob, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife and Foxy co-co-host, Gina. Say hi, Gina. Hi. How you doing, sweetie? I'm good. <laughs> well, it's well, been a little while since we've done a podcast. We Last time we said we were back in the saddle. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, back in the saddle without a horse. <laughs> <laughs> but it's time. It's past time. Uh, we got some gentle nudges from a couple of listeners. Like, where's the podcast? <laughs> so um, we'll take another shot at it here. Right? Right, right. What, what do you think? What would you like to talk about today? I don't know. <laughs> you want me to look at the show outline? Uh, the yes, notes? yes. Okay, we'll talk some about the farm work that we've been doing. Okay. And um, mention some of our visitors and friends that we've had. Ah, okay. The farm, maybe a little bit about the food that we served, or just food in general, stuff that we've been cooking. Okay. And a little listener mail. Great. Something like that. Does okay. that sound good? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get started. Sweet baby Gina. <laughs> I made a discovery here on the farm. What? There's a lot of gravity around here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We live, for those of you who don't know, we live um, on a piece of land that has an absolutely fantastic view. Wouldn't you say? Mm hmm Like, like maybe. That we have. Other things we yeah. don't have. <laughs> it's got a. Other things aren't so great. great. Hopefully it distracts people from all the other <laughs> stuff that is not quite finished or in place. Uh, but we got to, I mean, we have kind of, it's. It's kind of a world-class view, I would say. Yes. You know, I mean, it's really, yeah. it's a really fantastic view. Yeah. Now, the flip side of that coin, and we may have mentioned this about a thousand times, is that the land is extremely steep, right? So mm -hmm. we walk the dogs pretty much every day. We've had a little break here, but we, yeah, we pretty, haven't been so good about it the last pretty much of weeks. every day, and that means walking up a very steep driveway. So we're sort of used to that. But lately, we've been trying to clean things up around the farm. Plus. Some real farm work has landed in our laps. By right? hand. Yeah, exactly. So no that's, machinery. So there's been a lot of hiking up and down, mm -hmm. up and down the hills. So we're we're in the middle of middle of relandscaping. No, of landscaping. Middle. We haven't even started. Okay. <laughs> we're in the middle of the beginning. Yes. Of landscaping, we've been at this for a while, and I think we're starting to see some progress, but. Um, it seems as though there's just a short window of opportunity to get people's attention and get them here and do work. So in the winter, obviously, it's too wet. It's too cold. In the spring, it's about too half wet. the time too wet. Yeah. 
And you need a long stretch of sunshine to sort of dry out whatever big rain came. And then you've got a couple of months, maybe half of May or May, mm-hmm. June and July. Mm-hmm. And then August is pretty much gone right. because they, uh, they the Italians take uh, holidays, or many of them do. And then September, you get a little bit of time, but people are harvesting the grapes in September, October, and then game over. Mm-hmm. So there's just a few months, a couple of months, where you can actually get some stuff done. And we're in, we're you know into that now, and we're starting to see some progress, but not really, not much. I shouldn't say not really. Uh, we have an area. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of just kind of yard work to do. So forget about the farm. There's a lot of yard work to do, right? Well, what do you mean by that? Because we have no, we don't have any yard. I mean, I mean, the plants aren't in, and I mean, there there are some, and I can weed that. But what do you mean? Um, oh, well, that's next right. time, <laughs> next time you can whack the weeds along the driveway <laughs> and clear what is essentially a very large field that's next to the house. <laughs> Like, what are you, what are I'm you trying not what to are snort? You, yeah, what are you talking about? No You're snorting. Asking, because they, they, to me, when you when you say yard work, I think, oh, I'm out there weeding and planting and and you know clipping off dead flowers and yard. I'm not doing work. that. <laughs> I'm talking about a. I don't know how, what is it like a quarter mile? How long is the driveway? Oh, probably, probably, and yeah. you're having to weed whack all that. Maybe not quite a quarter. Well, a fifth of a mile? Plus the whole Something area like leading that. to the vineyard. Yeah. All that stuff has to be weed whacked. Mm-hmm. And, and all the time you're doing this, you're standing on a slope mm-hmm. and trying not to fall down into the Bosco, into the forest that's right. along the side of the driveway. And then it's all got to be blown or swept. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's the dogs area, which yes. also has to be mowed. Or not mowed, but weed whacked because we don't have a mower. Right. I spend, I mean, when I do this, it is... Three a, days. Yeah, it's a. It's probably a day and a half or two days of solid work. Uh-huh. Right? So we got done with all of that, and then, um, and then it was time to fertilize the olives. And this is the first time we've had to do this. That was all done by hand. Mm-hmm. So we have 300 olive trees, and um, each olive tree requires a kilogram, so that's 2.2 pounds of fertilizer which we had to haul down the hill into the olive grove and spread it around by hand. And that took about a day and a half. Yep. Right? Yep. I mean, it was actually, again. <laughs> Keep talking. I only had to carry the bucket from mm. tree to tree where you carried mm. the 50-pound bags down the hillside. Yep. Um, and then walk back up. To but the- it was really, I mean, who's really going to feel sorry for us, right? I mean, it's it's really... I was hoping you would feel sorry oh. <laughs> for me. <laughs> I mean, even when it's even when yeah. it's hard and sunny, I mean, I you just take a little step back and you look at the view and you get recharged. Yeah, I'm not... I'm actually... Right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, you can't... There, it would be foolish and it would be inappropriate and it would just be wrong mm-hmm. to be complaining about being able to live this life. Right, right. right. But it is much different than sitting on my butt in a sitting, office. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I guess we. I guess it's good. I guess it's good that Umberto couldn't fertilize because, frankly, we. I mean, we should be doing this stuff. Yeah. It would be nice if we had the machinery to do it and the skill set to do it. Yeah, other the, by, than by hand. The but. reason that Umberto couldn't do it by tractor is that we we've had a we'd had a lot of rain mm-hmm. this winter more rain again another sort of season of too much rain and we had a couple of little 
I don't know, the land sort of moved, shifted. It creates these little... Yeah, I mean, I think the last time we podcast, it was during that 36-hour rain. Probably. And, and the entire area where we live experienced really bad mudslides. Like, really, like people lost vineyards, yeah, mudslides. We, yeah, we didn't have any of that, fortunately. Yeah. So we don't really have anything to complain about. But that meant we had to haul it down. So I had this harebrained scheme, right? The, the fertilizer yes. got dumped off. Umberto brought it, and we put it at the end of the driveway mm-hmm. um, and uh, could cover it up and sort of take care of it if it was to rain again. And that was the closest place you could put it. You can't get a, you know, a, a truck on wheels down anywhere into the olive grove. Well, I tried to do exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a 1974 Land Cruiser and we piled the, and, you know, I walked the whole thing. I thought, you know, I can go down <clears throat> along one side of the house, along the top of the vineyard, up to up the side, you know, up, up to the top of the hill and over to the orchard, the grove, where the olive trees are, and we'll dump the stuff off. And I looked at it very carefully. I figured out where we have a trench to help take some of the water away. And I figured out exactly where to do it. And sure enough, I did it. Yes, you did it. In that Land Cruiser. It was un- I mean, yes. I, there was no one more surprised. It was only you and me, but there was no one more <laughs> surprised than me when I got there. And I was so so proud. I'm standing there. I'm leaning against the Land Cruiser and my you know overalls or whatever. And Gina, no, you Gina, had your little coveralls. Coveralls. Yeah. Like... Like NASA-looking girls. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You were taking pictures of the right stuff, baby. <laughs> and two minutes after I after I had, had this success and you had taken the pictures, I was stuck. That Land Cruiser was stuck in the vineyard. Yep. yep. Yeah. And we made a bad move. Instead of just backing up the way I came, we tried to go forward and make a turn. And um, the grass was too high and the the vehicle mm-hmm. started sliding on the grass yeah so i stopped i got out i got back in thinking i was going to be able to like make this thing work and i came to my senses i said senses and i said what the heck are you doing what the heck are you doing you're like a 58 year old <laughs> man and you're going to kill yourself uh, so just leave it so that's what we did we just left it it was like lawn art <laughs> <laughs> Really bad lawn art. I mean, I guess all lawn art is kind of bad, but it was this powder blue Land Cruiser sitting on the side, not surrounded by anything. No, I mean, I mean it's it's there's it's no cover. So it was so obvious with a white top. With a white top, and it just the entire valley, everybody in the valley could see it. It looked like either an advertise, like we were shooting an ad for a. Beaten up, a beat up old jalopy, right in this beautiful, you know, setting, or like the Hicks from the states had taken over, yes. and we were just like parking our cars out on the. <laughs> <laughs> Next you, thing was going to be a refrigerator and a washing machine, and I, you handled it really well. Like you just you, you made arrangements for Umberto to come pull it out when when he was going to come back and work in the vineyard, and um, that never happened. Well, no. It's still out there. No, 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 no. No, it was out there for, what, five days? Yeah. Five days. Every day we'd wake up going, God, I... Well, I would wake up thinking, God, I hope he shows up. <laughs> and then we were getting ready to go someplace. I don't remember where we were. We were all dressed up, and I hear a tractor, and... People yelling. People yelling, and and I... And here comes the... Queedy, queedy. Here comes the tractor from our neighbor, who we've never met. And they came over, and he was... Acting so out, happy. like they, driving. They, they and were so happy to see us. He just kept saying, Machina, Machina. We're and taking the car out of the field. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he was saying. <laughs> that's what he was saying. This is not how we operate around here. You do not leave uh, your car 
in the uh, in the olive patch. So they were so nice, right? They hooked up a strap and they didn't they didn't ask if they just they just moved. It's like <laughs> they pointed the car, get in there and uh, steer. And um, yeah, they just strapped that thing to the the tractor and just pulled it. They really just pulled it right up. And then they asked if I needed help. You know, getting it all the way around. Mm-hmm. I was—I don't know why I didn't say yes. I know. I was like, it's oh, going no, down. No, I—I <laughs> like, wouldn't even watch. I, I got this. I, like, like, how could I? You know, <laughs> this is the second time it's been stuck. You know, like, how could I be? But we did get it up. I mean, it, it went all the way. We just went the same. I went the same direction that I'd come before, and it—it it was fine. So thank goodness for that. At any rate, we're doing real farm work now. Um, We're—I think we're getting a little tractor um, that I'm going to try to try to use. It's like a miniature. It's like a it's like a kid's tractor, basically. <laughs> it's like a kid's tractor. I mean, I've been feeling inadequate. I know, Dad. You give the measurements to Dad, and Dad said, "Can oh. you sit on it?" <laughs> it doesn't have a motor. You just use your two feet. You push on either side, like a little put. You know, little like little a Fred pet, Flintstone car. tractor. Yeah, like a Flintstone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I've been feeling inadequate because I've been told that I couldn't drive the tractor in the field. The field, our hill, is just too. Steep, and when I begged Pietro, I said, "I'm going crazy." I'm, you know, all these are the tractors, are, the guys are out there. They're working from, you know, pretty much from dawn to, to into into the yeah. night. And I just want to be able to do this. And he looked at me, and he said, "He said, Bob, you're too old." And I said, "Am I like really? Am I too old to drive the tra- tractor?" And this was the most depressing thing. He said, "No, you're too old to even learn how to drive a tractor." Awful. So. I decided to get a little tractor. I mean, it's a teeny tiny tractor. It's like less than three feet across. It's tiny. You can you can you can put it <laughs> it's in a your good pocket. You're narrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So we'll use that to cut cut you some can't of the put grass. It in your pocket. <laughs> um, well, uh, it's a wind up tractor actually. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was better than double A batteries. You know. <laughs> Save the planet and no, all that. No, but all that mowing and yeah. it'll, be, it'll be great. We'll be it'll able to be do, great. We'll be able to do some mowing and we'll be able to do a little bit of hauling. Mm-hmm. So if we um, get into the pickle this year that we were last year where we had to haul up the grapes by hand yeah. that we were keeping for ourselves, um, we should be able to use it to do that. So we'll see. We'll keep you posted on that. Anything else about the farm work? You've made the place look beautiful. We put in some flowers and, oh, that was the other thing. We're having an irrigation system put in for the for the landscaping. And we had just finished all of this work. I mean, weed whacking and hauling, you know, 600 pounds of fertilizer. And it was, you know, the time, you know, that feeling when you're finished. And we'd finished in the morning. Mm-hmm. We cleaned up. We were headed down the hill to go have lunch at one of our favorite lunch places. And you know, the feeling when you got all your work done, right? And the yeah. weather's nice and you have nothing in front of you except a meal and maybe maybe even a nap. That's you know you're just kind of tired. And I get this phone call from Pietro, and he said the irrigation guy's coming tomorrow. I said fantastic, that's great. He said the pine bark in the two beds along the driveway that all has to come out. I said that's fine, that's no problem. And it, but we don't have to do that, right? He said, oh no no, you have to do it. And he's coming tomorrow. I looked at Gina, and Gina said, absolutely, we're going to do it now. We don't want to be the ones that are delaying the project. So we had our lunch. Came back and put on <laughs> my wet shirt and my wet overalls, and we removed every last piece of pine bark yeah. from those things. Yeah, and and had was a, a we lot. had to haul I mean, it, it haul it all the way. So that was um, the good thing about that is I could eat as much as I wanted. I mean, I was I would just ate as much as I could all the time during those two weeks yeah. of, of real work. work. Yeah, yeah, could be good for you. 
Yeah. If you did that all the time, yeah. like a real farmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there's the story. Uh, if you come visit, bring your work boots. That's what I'd yes. say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, because we're not, um, we used to have a policy of three days and then we'd put you to work. And I think now it's going to be changed to three hours. <laughs> we just put you to work right away. Right? All right. We'll feed you and then send you out. Or something like that. <laughs> Boy, okay, so we've had lots of great friends come and visit, right? Mm. Since, oh, geez, I guess since April. Yeah, I think the last our last podcast was podcast was in March. Okay, so um, yeah, so so our friend Kathy from the Bay Area came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, she was here on a business trip in Bologna, but then took the train down to see us and spent what three days with us. Oh. That was so great. Yeah, she's rock solid. So great. She's a science type. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She's a, yes. A, a, applied science type. I shouldn't, she might not like it if I say she's a science type. She runs big projects, gets stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just fantastic. I loved, I loved having her here. I hadn't yeah. spent that much time with her before. Her daughter actually stayed with us one summer in St. Louis. Yep. And um, so anyway, so that was really great to have Kathy here and then um and then who else and then uh Megan and Jack we were Me- here and Megan and Jack um Megan um was celebrating her MSW MPH degree and uh and so she and her dad came which was just tons of fun um Megan brought 9 pounds of masa harina in her suitcase, yep. Um, so that we could start making corn tortillas, and we ate really well. And Jack is a serious. Oh my gosh! Like cook and yeah, it's just it, it. just So you know, I was doing all my like we're going to make pizza, and then we're going to grill some fish <laughs> in the in the wood burning oven, and all that. You know, all that worked fine. It was great. And Jack's like, well, let's save some of this stuff. We had some broth left over from the the clams, and we had the shells left over from the shellfish, and. We had some rice in the fridge from something else. And the next day, he's like... The last night. Yeah, the, the, exactly. He starts pulling all this stuff together and created this unbelievable, unbelievably delicious chipino, Yeah. Which is a fish sort of stew. So he made fish broth from the shells and the, and the, the, the leftover broth from the clams. And he, we took all the clams out and we chopped up the fish and we... We didn't do anything. I mean, no. I sat and watched. He added some rosé wine. He's like, you know, doing all this <laughs> stuff. And it was it was the best. I, I don't know. It was fantastic. Chipino. And the guy's just, I mean, just cleared out the fridge. We're just going to use, we're just going to use whatever's um, in there. Right. And it was fantastic. Right. It and really then, was. and then he, the guy has the nerve to send an email, <laughs> like, you know, you know, a week later saying, you know, I've never, actually never made Chipino before, <laughs> but here's what I did. <laughs> here's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. So maybe we're gonna start the the Jack Pearl tradition where the where our guests cook on the last night. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> this is starting to shape up. No wonder we're no wonder we're enjoying the guests coming. Right? Um. So that was great. So we talked more science with with Megan. Oh, well, you made her give her presentation. Well, her. yeah. Um. And then uh, okay. So then, and then it was. S.B. Hadley-Wilson. I think that's true. I think, I think S.B. Hadley-Wilson was the next um, visitor. 
So a word about S.B. Hadley Wilson. <laughs> um, I, Who you know, I had never met but I, until I he turns, came here. I mean, I worked with him, but turns out I didn't really know him at all. He worked at uh, Express Scripts when, I, when we were in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And the guy shows up, and he is um, he's a brand. He's a walking brand. <laughs> and, and you just fall in love with S.B. Hadley Wilson. Yes, completely. He is he's, he's, charmed he's, life, but, but it's as if you're rooting for him. You're totally rooting for him. Mm-hmm. What do you? I mean, you're absolutely rooting for. Him. He's completely transparent. Mm-hmm. He's he's got you know he's got exquisite taste. Oh yes. I mean he he's he looks great. He's stunning. He has fantastic skin, which he attributes to genes and three liters of water a day. <laughs> and um, he's fit and he's happy, and he's straightforward, and and he has this absolute sense not only of style but about his view of the world. Mm-hmm. He told us that he's going to be turning 40, and he's told us that uh, 2015 was his year, and everybody else could just stand back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. So I don't know. I mean, I'm totally rooting for the guy. Oh, it was really, really enjoyable. Um, yeah. I mean, I uh, to have I somebody... didn't know what to expect, because you... He he does a lot of stuff on social media, and I'm not on social media. But you will read some of the things that he writes, and they I, I I just think they're the funniest funniest things, and they're things that you might, if you don't know him, think, oh god, how pretentious, or oh what a spoiled brat, or oh, but oh my god, he was the he was so easy going, like he was just the easiest guest, yeah, which a, is not what I really expected. Yeah, of course not. He has a huge personality, and you, and you just totally fall in love with him. Yeah. Yeah, so we're hoping that we can get him back because we realized when he came oh, yeah. that we just assumed, and he was only here for like 30 hours or yeah. something, right? He was here for two nights, but he got here in the evening and left the next morning. Mm-hmm. Or, no, sorry, the day after that left in the morning. So we didn't have that much time, and we just did what we do, which, which is, is eat. Which, yeah, we <laughs> ate. We were eating or planning on eating or sleeping. Basically, right. right? We just shove food down this guy's throat. Well, we do that to everybody, though. Yeah, I yeah, I know. And I was thinking about it, and maybe I think when we have guests come, we might have them fill out a form, a form, a survey, some kind of some kind of diagnostic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could so we could have gone to wineries instead. I mean, you have to eat, but we didn't have to make the eating such a big production. We could have oh, just, we went to wineries with with Megan and Jack, but we had a little more time with them. Yeah, yeah. So when time is limited, maybe we should do a, some kind of survey, like you say, or a catalog or a diagnostic, uh, some sort of screening exam mm-hmm. to find out what people want. Because otherwise, you're just going to end up with a f- bunch of food yes. in your belly mm-hmm. and a lot of thinking about what is next to eat. Yes. That's where I naturally go, and I drag everybody around mm-hmm. me along mm-hmm. with it. So uh, so that's so we'll try to... We'll try and then who, we'll try to do that. Who, so who, who else? Do, we know we got a lot of people showing up. Oh, and then we bit, met, we met a couple visit. from um, from the Bay Area, right? Who who are here looking for property? Kathy and Brian. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so they came by with. with I think they're Luca. Clo- are they closer to? Sa- well, at any rate, they're in Northern California. Central oh, they're Gilroy. Luka. Yeah, I yeah, think that's yeah, right. Yeah. There, there you go. Um, and they're completely lovely, and so they're they have their house on the market, and they're going to move here with their. Dogs and birds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, let's see. So they sw- swung by. 
Um, we spent some time with Soren and uh, yes, uh, Ina, Ina, who uh, live just down the, uh, who bought a place down the road and are uh, and uh, come here a couple of times, a few times a year. Can't wait to see them again. Mm-hmm. We've seen Kristoff uh, and Anya, and Anya, mm-hmm. uh, who are originally from Poland, then from the United States, and now live uh, I don't know maybe twenty five minutes away. We can actually. Well, we know that we can see our house from their place. Yes. And but we haven't quite gotten the coordinates down, so we can sort of send, uh, you know, signal smoke signals back and forth. Totally lovely. We've had a couple of dinners with them. Um, we met uh, met by email a guy who's got an apartment in uh, in, in Repo Transoni. Uh-huh. We're uh, renting that for a friend who's visiting later when we're a little stacked up. And uh, a guy I met at the bus station last year. Uh, he and his wife are coming in June. Their their daughter and son-in-law, yeah, have a our apartment in Repa, so they're mm-hmm. going to stay there. So we're starting to make. Um, we finally went to Dwight's, yeah, um, PS Winery, yep. And so oh, that was his a load be- of fun. Beautiful setup. Actually, I'm drinking his wine right now. Thanks, Dwight. Yep. Um, so it's been great. We've been surrounded by lots of English speaking people. <laughs> You have to let go. <laughs> We're going to have to speak Italian. <laughs> oh, no, but I did. I mean, I did. I did. I was brave enough to ask um, two girlfriends here oh. to dinner. And so I did that, which required me speaking Italian. Um, but for the most part, we've been hanging out with with English-speaking people. Yeah. Which probably isn't... Well, it That's is fine. what it is. It's fine. I mean, we, this it is, is, this is, is why we have this. That's why we have this place is yeah. for um, friends to come and uh, see us and to make and to make new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's fine. It's totally fine. We're getting. We're doing okay with the Italian, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I called the credit. Our credit card. Uh, you got, did. Got uh, got uh, what? Deactivated because of concern about. Fraud and uh, and we got this telegram. Believe it or not, it's the only time I've ever gotten a telegram in my life. They sent, uh, which is a fax. A telegram is actually a fax to the post, the local post office, and the local post office delivers it. And there was some sort of problem. And I just kind of like, I don't know. I decoded the telegram and called them and just you know spoke in present tense uh, to to this guy. And we got it totally figured out. Got the thing activated. So we can, I mean, we can sort of muddle through. I'm not ready for a dinner party where yeah. people are speaking Italian. You don't really yeah. know what the context is. So the, the context helps. Having a limited context helps quite mm-hmm. a bit. No, I mean, we've definitely advanced, I think. I, 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 but when they start speaking fast, I, I lose it. Like, I just, I can't, I don't hear the words. Mm. So, um, yeah. well, well, we'll have to figure it out. I'm just we'll old. We'll just have to. No, come on, don't don't blame it on that. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm seven years older than you, please don't do that. Anyways, if you're if you have any interest at all, uh, come visit us. Uh, yeah, seriously. we've got lots of people co- coming seriously. over the next few months, right? Yeah, it's going to be a little crowded over the next few months. We got people we got people staying with us, and we got people just dropping by, mm-hmm. and we got people staying nearby so that they can spend time with us during. The day it's going to be a great summer in terms of visitors. But if you're, you know, if you're interested, let us know and we'll tell you what's going on. I mean, whether we got room or not, um, we'd be happy to see any of you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
Okay, so I want you to tell our four listeners about your meat fests, how you drag us to the machelaria, right, and buy 15 different types of meat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you pretty much explained it. And then when he asks you how many people you're feeding, you lie. I double it. And five or six, and there's two of us. (laughs) Or maybe three. But you have... You've been working really hard to figure out how to use the Forno overnight. There's a couple of things that are going on. So first of all, the the beef here is just grass-fed beef. There, It does not have a lot of fat in it. So it doesn't have a lot of flavor mm-hmm. in it. So trying to find some beef with some fat in it is a little bit of a challenge. So that's mm-hmm. one thing. The second thing is I'm sort of interested in carpaccio. And we had one really good, I would say good experience we had one, I'm talking about buying it mm-hmm. and serving it at home, and one where it's just too chewy, mm-hmm. it, just didn't, it just didn't work out. So we're going to have to find a better source for that. So the way, I, I don't know how you're supposed to do it. They slice it really thin. We throw it in the freezer for about an hour before we're going to eat it, I suppose, to kill something if there's anything. No one's going to want there. to eat carpaccio after saying that. Well, it doesn't matter where you get it. It's, it's raw meat. Yeah. Raw beef. And then, then um, you serve it with. It just makes my mouth water, though, because um, we have because uh, uh, Graziano at mm-hmm. Santa Lucia restaurant ha- does carpaccio, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. I mean, it's just melt in your mouth. So he does something else to it. Um, oh, sorry, I'm salivating. <laughs> uh, so it's beef, a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of arugula, and maybe some salt, mm-hmm. just a sprinkling of salt, and, uh, and sometimes it's a little bit of shaved parmesan. Oh yeah, parm. Yeah, that's right. Of course. Uh, so that's great. But the thing that I've been really trying to figure out is how to roast, slow roast a pork shoulder in the forno overnight. So the forno, the, the wood-burning oven, gets really hot when we're making pizza. And it's a, there's a lot of mass there, mm-hmm. a lot of bricks and all that kind of stuff. And so it holds the heat for a long time, I mean, well past the next day. Uh, and so, you know, the idea is to put it in the oven at a, probably around 300 degrees, maybe even a little cooler, and let the pork shoulder just cook really slowly. Mm-hmm. Pork shoulder is not a very tender piece of meat, but if you do this slow, I'm not sure exactly what the science is, but I think the slow, long heat breaks down all that stuff, and so you get this really tender pork that you can use for shredded pork tacos right. or for a barbecue. barbecue. So the first time we did it, I just ran out of steam. It was a small piece of pork shoulder, and it was like one in the morning, and I was just too tired. And I put it in, it was probably 350 degrees or mm-hmm. something like that. And came out the next morning and it was, it was like a charcoal, bri- <laughs> it was like a charcoal briquette. Uh, but we, but you, you salvaged much it. of that. Yeah, we did. Um, and then the last time I did it worked out better. We got a bigger piece. I was much more patient. I did, still didn't get to go to bed until about one. Huge. It was about 17 pounds. Yes. <laughs> For two of us, <laughs> but a lot of that, a lot of that is um, you can't eat. I mean, there's a lot of fat on yeah. that, so it's you know it's probably only twelve pounds. Okay, of pork. Okay, <laughs> and it worked out great. I mean, it turned mm-hmm. it turned out really really well. Yes, we, we had, had to take, all sorts of pork things. <laughs> yeah, we had to take S. B. Hadley Wilson uh, to uh, the train station, mm-hmm. at, which really rushed us a little bit. I think next time we'll um, pull it out when it's maybe a little cooler. And wrap it in some aluminum foil mm-hmm. and a, maybe a blanket or a towel, and let it just sit so it can absorb some of that some of that goodness. Um, 
it's not like it was dry. It's not dry, mm-hmm. um, but it make it probably a little easier to shred. Yes. But we've so now we've had uh, shredded pork tacos, Cuban sandwiches, and tonight we're going to have barbecue, barbecue pork sandwiches, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what we're going to have. We're going to have pork, pork cereal for breakfast. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make some shoes out of the pork. <laughs> we're going to stretch this. So. Um, so I think we're getting we're getting we're getting closer there. Uh, we overdid the potatoes last yes. time, but um, but why was that? Oh, that's because we were grilling a steak. Yes, which was also slightly overdone. But his steaks are pretty good. Mm-hmm. That steak would have been that steak would have been good if we'd taken it off. Mm-hmm. Hadley S. B. Hadley Wilson said he wanted medium rare, and. Um, my thermometer is probably a little bit off, I think. Oh. So it was a little over. It was a little overcooked, but it's pretty tasty. Yes, it was. It wasn't bad for um, for something with so little fat. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try maybe another um, macheraria, and um, we'll keep you posted. So we're, I think we're making progress there. The pizza last time was a f- bit of a flop. Mm-hmm. Um, I did something wrong with the dough, which is not like me. But I was in the presence of S. B. Hadley Wilson, <laughs> and so I was probably a little <laughs> nervous or didn't get it together. Anyway, so that so I think you know I think we're doing okay there. I think we're doing okay. It's very different, though. It's a very different cooking style, right? I no, mean, there's it's... just, I mean, it's all analog. There's no buttons. There's no dials. Right, there's no anything. Right. You so just it's have to not... move, move stuff around. And... I mean, you've mastered, well, I think you've mastered, or close to mastered, the reverse sear kind of thing in the oven mm. with meat. But mm. but in the forno, it's, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, it's hard to know exactly what's going on there. And, and the only way to do that, of course, is like anything else. You just keep doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bit of a production, so it takes a couple hours for the thing to get up to temperature. And um, it's a good afternoon, or part of the later part of the afternoon, mm-hmm. plus getting the wood ready and all that kind of business. But I love it, and um, and we get a whole summer of that. So yes. all you people who are visiting, you know, unless you tell us otherwise, you are getting pizza and grilled fish and probably pork shoulder shoved down your pie hole. <laughs> avoiding this topic let's talk about your book my book your book that's gonna come out i know well and dad said you never talk about the book so we're now going to talk about the book well the reason not to talk about the book is that the book doesn't really have anything to do with the farm it doesn't have anything it's not it's i know but it's about us and and how you're occupying your time Hmm. okay fair enough okay what would you like to know (laughs) (laughs) so it's a real book by a real publisher. Wait, let's pretend like you're interviewing me because I'm going to have this little short period where there, there probably maybe a little PR stuff. So I may be interviewed. Okay. By by Kathy and Jim. Okay. In you know. All right. Okay. Topeka. Ready? Okay. So Dr. Nice. What? Oh, please. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about can, your book can, and what inspired you to write this business this business book. That was my beautiful wife that inspired me. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Kelly, Kathy, <laughs> Candy, Amber. The book here's the book. So forget about the interviewing business. The book the book is um, based on stuff that happened, oh, maybe five to seven years of my time at Express Scripts. Mm-hmm. The last half of it, uh, where we were, we were really puzzled by the fact that people don't do what 
they should do or even what they want to do. People don't take their medications the way they're supposed to. They use more expensive drugs. And we thought for a while that they just their intentions were not that good. Like people weren't taking their medications because they didn't think that they worked or, or that they, or they were too expensive. And that can happen sometimes. But it turns out that most of the time people actually want to do the right thing. They want to take their medications. They don't want to spend money if they don't have to. Um, they don't want to waste other people's money even if they don't have to. And as I thought about so there's this gap between what people want to do and what they actually do. And when you think about it that way, it's much bigger than just prescription medications, right? People mm-hmm. want to lose weight, and they can't. They mm-hmm. want to exercise. They buy a treadmill. It turns into a, you know, the world's most expensive clothes rack. People want to quit smoking. They don't. I mean, it's just they want to get their oil changed on time. They want to take, you know, go to the dentist at the right time, all this kind of stuff. And so there's this pretty big persistent problem in terms of a gap between what people want to do and what they actually do. And the book is about seven practical strategies that people can use at work or at home to close this gap between what you want to do and what you actually do. That's what the book's about. And it's written in a very, you know... I should have timed that. Because what's the, what's the goal? How, how long, how short should your spiel be? Oh, you want the short spiel? <laughs> <laughs> come on, you're killing me here. Um, okay, so, so it's supposed to come out? Early 2016. Early 2016. Amber. You got the cover, you got the proofs this week. You got the galleys. The galleys. Yeah, exactly. So it's um, cooking right along. And it, it is. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. A, it's an interesting, it's an interesting process. Um, which I didn't understand and did completely backwards. So mostly what happens with a nonfiction book is uh, you you write a proposal, which explains who the audience is, what the premise is, the you know, in a sort of uh, an annotated outline, table of contents, and a couple of chapters to convince the you know the folks that you, mm-hmm. you can actually write. Well, I didn't know that, so I just wrote the book, and then um, was trying to find an agent, and realized that you have to have a proposal, so I. Threw a bunch of stuff and just you know followed the format Mm -hmm. and found it took me a little while but I found a really good agent uh, Giles who um, then put it in front of several publishers and we got some interest by by three of them and um, had interviews with them and then we selected the you know the one that we wanted and ended up going with um, Harper Collins which Mm -hmm. is you know kind of a real Mm -hmm. a real deal and I I feel like a total phony. Um, because they, you know, this is like, this is a real publishing house. It is. Yeah. So I'm just kind of faking my way through it. And, um, but it's an interesting process. So there's a lot of work that is the author's responsibility at the front end. And then like in the middle, it just kind of flips and they don't really need you except to check stuff. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing now is just checking the galleys to Mm -hmm. make sure they're all right. They have a copy editor who was fantastic. Some woman who was, I don't know, a champion on Jeopardy. Um, who is very bright uh, and smarter than me and really made the thing look good. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting, interesting process. And I, 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 it's, it's like a year-long process. It doesn't seem like it should take that long. But now that we're going through the steps, I understand why there's a lot of development of the cover and there's like, you know, pulling together all the um, blurbs and endorsements and the forward, which is really you know, fantastic. And um, then a bunch of production. And then they have to actually sell the thing to bookstores and Amazon and all that kind of stuff. So I guess, I guess that that's why it takes, that's why it takes a year. And hopefully someone, as you said yesterday, I hope somebody buys them. Well, it'd be nice if, I guess it would be somebody, just one person. Yeah. I guess it'd be nice if they read it, but, um, buying it would be fine. (laughs) Buying it would be, 
would yeah, be so good. There's a lot of stories in the book. The books, I mean, it sounds kind of sciencey, and is there? I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it is science, it's approachable it's, though. I think that you're was, funny. That was the that was the <laughs> idea. I wrote a lot about you. Well, that's not yeah. so funny. Yeah, but it's good. But it's it's it is how you spend some of your time, which has been good for your transition, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. it was nice to have something else to work on when you couldn't when you couldn't work in the. You couldn't work when I couldn't look, when I can press my nose against the glass and watch the other guys with <laughs> normal sized tractors. <laughs> right. When you couldn't be on a tractor. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's exciting. So it is exciting. And now I'm thinking about the next one and, um, but that, may, that, yeah, that may be premature. We may, we may find that this, um, you know, this is enough. One time is, is enough, but if, but I don't know, it might be, might be kind of fun to do another book. Well, it's really great. You worked really hard on that. And so it's really it's just great. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm in charge of post-production because this segment's not making it. <laughs> hey, baby. Yes. I wasn't talking to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a little listener email. This is a long show, but that's okay. Uh, oh, before you do that, can yep. I... Can, you want to do a shout out? You want to do a listener, a listener requested no, no, dedi- no. dedication? Wanna, but you woke up well rested this morning. Oh man, I made it some kind of discovery. <laughs> uh, folks, listen, if you have problems sleeping, <laughs> I think I may have cracked the code here. So if you're married to somebody who has a religious uh, prohibition against, <laughs> against window coverings, I, I might have a solution, and you have a difficult. <laughs> so I might have a solution for you. So we had these big, we had this big rain yesterday, and um, with kind of a driving wind, mm-hmm. right? And so we have shutters actually that you you know you close on the full it, shutter. We have double doors on the bedrooms. Yeah, we have so. sort of French doors on the bedrooms in the office, and you, so we close them so the water wouldn't be beating up against the against the door and sort of getting in under the under the door frame or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So we close that all up. And we left it closed last night. We probably didn't need to, but we didn't know how bad the storm was going to be in the middle of the night. And it turns out that the room, when you do that, is bitch black. <laughs> like hotel to, quality, right? Is it like hotel quality? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I do sleep well you in do hotels. sleep well in hotels. Okay. <laughs> um, and I thought it was the dogs. I thought the mm-hmm. dogs were what keeping me up. But maybe that's not the case. Because I went to sleep at about maybe 11 last mm-hmm. night. And I slept till six, mm-hmm. and I got up and did my m- business. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> you know what I mean, my man business. <laughs> and I went back to bed, which I don't normally do, and fell asleep like a rock, and woke up at maybe seven thirty or seven forty-five, mm-hmm. like a good night's sleep. I feel like a completely new man. I've been sleep deprived for about two years, maybe maybe thirteen years. I know. I was going to say mean? we didn't have window coverings in St. Louis. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and my side of the bed is closest to the window. Yeah, I like I like the the moonlight in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds romantic unless you're trying to sleep. Yeah, so um So yeah, so you're all chipper today. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm closing the shutters again tonight. I might close them right now. <laughs> Take a nap. So I'm going to have this is the dorkiest part. I think I'm going to have to get the little eye shade yeah. thing. That's okay. I think Chris Buckle wears eye shades or a mask at night. And so we'll, we'll find you one. That's too bad for Chris Buckle. He's going to be in the same 
<laughs> party is me. Yeah, so that's good. Why, yeah. are we, why are we even talking about this? Because you just woke up so happy this morning. I was happy. I slept. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been happy all day. I have been happy all day. <laughs> You're kind of bringing me down. <laughs> Let's do a little listener email. Okay. Okay. Uh, so if out there, if you're out there and you're having problems sleeping and there's light in your eyes, try not to have it shine right in your eyes. Uh, let's see. Some of these are a little bit long, uh, but I'll read them slowly because I've gotten in trouble for being too quick about this. I was happy. I was so happy to listen to your nice long podcast today while walking my pooch. My husband and I have missed you. First, let me say my deepest sympathy to you both and to Gina's father and the loss mm. of Gina's mom. It's difficult to lose a loved one, especially a mom, and especially when it happens so suddenly. Um, she said that uh, she learned firsthand how difficult that was when she lost her 67-year-old mom mm. very suddenly, and she says, I still miss her every day. Needless to, needless, needless to say, I shed a few tears along with Gina while listening today. Tears turned to smiles during the rest of the podcast. I loved your worm soup story. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm happy to hear the winemaking process was successful. Sounds like you're both adjusting well to life in beautiful Italy. Keep the uh, podcasts coming. And that's from Mary and Tom in Colorado. Uh, here's one from Cliff and Melody. Uh, great uh, surprise to find your latest podcast on iTunes. We very much understand your need to some, take some time off, start the healing process. Um, maybe you've read uh, A Year in Provence, probably written in the 80s. Their winemaking experience reminded me of yours, except their wine probably turned out fine. <laughs> Mine's going to be, we're going to use it to, to like, I don't know, remove stains or something. Uh, it's so acidic. It is not. Uh, also, glad to hear you had a good experience with your house sitters. House sitting is part of our plan as we work toward traveling full-time beginning in late 2016. Once again, glad you're back. Cliff and Melody. Cliff and Melody, go to trustedhousesitters.com. That's, that's the site that we used and our house sitters used. That's how we hooked up with them. Mm -hmm. So we strongly recommend it. We got a tweet, or we got a mention in a tweet last night. Oh, maybe that's why you woke up so happy. That, maybe. Listen to this. This is from Scotty Jules. That's not really her name. I think she's in Scotland. Her name is Julie. Okay. Now, th this reflects badly on her judgment, I would say. Tuto Dopio is the most hysterical podcast, I have ever podcast I've ever listened to. Doubled up laughing, and a car passing by stopped to check to see if I was okay. And then another tweet. Only on episode three, but wife saying, quote, I wanted to move to Italy because I thought I was Italian, but it turns out that I'm not. Just made me lose it. Pretty good, I don't huh? think we're that funny. Well, not today. We're not. <laughs> Apparently. And then we have one uh, uh, review that was, post was posted on, uh, on iTunes by Jacqueline and Jeff, uh, which is very small. So I'm going to have to put on my spectacles. Jeff and I were looking for a new podcast to listen to together after we finished Serial. You know what Serial is? No. It's spelled like cereal, like it's, you know, like a S-E-R. Oh, like a series. Yeah, like a series. Okay. But I'm wondering if they just, if they were looking for something after they finished eating the <laughs> cornflakes. Now we get to snuggle on the couch in St. Louis and be totally in love huh. while listening to two amazing humans in Italy be totally in love. Oh, so that so that's our Jacqueline. I think must be. Oh. Thanks for letting us share your Well, adventure. that was nice that she nice. posted something. Yeah. That is nice. It's very, it's very sweet. It's clear we've pulled the wool over her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? 
So there's your listener mail, listener email, and, and reviews. Okay, love. Wow, so someone in Scotland's listening to us. Yeah. That is crazy. I know, it's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still, you know, I've said this, I don't know how many times, like, who would really want to listen to us? We're not that interesting, and, and we're not funny, but... Oh, I thought, people... I thought you thought it was crazy because they were from Scotland, but you're right. Now that I think about it, anybody listening anywhere, <laughs> it is kind of crazy, right? <laughs> we don't even listen to each other. <laughs> okay, baby. Okay, all right, Let's we're done, bring, right? Yeah, bring it home. Okay. We've punished them enough. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for downloading the podcast. We really appreciate it. If you want to send us an email, our address is tutodopio at gmail.com. That's T-U-T-T-O-D-O-P-P-I-O at gmail.com. Or you can visit us online at tutodopio.com. Or like us on Facebook. <laughs> like us on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook.com backslash farm. All one word. I could just put all of this in when we post the podcast, and then people could just read it themselves. Oh, yeah. About 10 times faster than the way we're getting (laughs) through Follow us on Twitter, but you really don't do much on Twitter. We do now. No, no, no. Every every, every time we do something on the blog, Okay, sorry. The handle is tuto underscore dopio. That's T-U-T-T-O underscore D-O-P-P-I-O. And if you like the podcast, please be sure to give it a review or a rating on iTunes. That will really help other people find the podcast. If you want somebody to be on our mailing list, send us their email. Oh, that's probably not a good idea. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Just send us, if you got anybody who wants to know when the podcast would come out, let us know and we'll um, send them a little note. Okay, this week's song is What is Love by Melanie Unger. Baby, in Boca Alupo. Crepe Alupo. Ciao, baby. Ciao, 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 ciao.
that, girlfriend, is how you do it. Welcome to the Dutopio podcast, a show about an American couple mostly in love. <laughs> on today's podcast, we talk a little bit about farm work on... The farm? The farm. <laughs> <laughs> Visitors who have visited. <laughs> Friendly friends. Okay, start again.